Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home. With locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues were going to play a couple of games in Ottawa, this in Ontario this week. One game in Ottawa, one game in Toronto. But... The league has determined that no crossing of the border after today. So the Blues games against the Senators and the Maple Leafs have been postponed. The voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joins us now on 101 ESPN as he does every Monday. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, doing awesome. Thank you very much. How are you? Everything's terrific. Uh, number one, let's start with this. Is this a good thing for the Blues with the injuries, with the COVID? Is missing games at this time of year and playing them later a good thing? Yeah, you, you know what's kind of amazing is I believe the Blues have had the second or third most total man games lost due to COVID protocol. And until this adjustment of the schedule, no game had been missed, which is really quite impressive when, when you think about it. And um, I, I think really when you look at that game yesterday, the, the risk, Randy, was the team was enhanced protocol after the Oscar Sundquist uh, testing positive results so the league basically said look you've got to test everybody in the traveling party every single day when when that happens for for fans that don't know and we were part of it on the trip to florida you're just the level of intensity rises a little bit vaccinated or not i mean even i mean i had had the booster shot even uh, and, and was you know two weeks after that before we went on that florida trip and they were testing us every day you're still going okay is it possible i'm positive because you're seeing all these other positive tests and you, and you wait, and then you find out, okay, no, you're negative. Well, on this trip, especially with Christmas looming, a lot of these guys are leaving family. They're, they're going up north of the border, and if they test positive, the question was, how do you get them back home? And and it was raising, I think, the level of angst of a lot of players, not just here with the Blues, but around the league. And the issue is not so much, you know, a team being able to get somebody home from a city. The issue is the actual border rules well above the level of the National Hockey League, whether it be what the United States rules are or what the Canadian rules are. And I think the league, after assessing all that, looked at it and said, look, this is going to impact five or six games, but any cross-border games doesn't make sense going right into the Christmas holiday because I don't think they were sure that they could get somebody home if they did test positive. So I think it was a good call for the Blues. I think it's a great thing. It allows uh, some of the unhealthy guys uh, to get uh, back and healthy. It's only the two games. They'll find a way to work those in. I think the Blues have done a pretty good job. They played more games than some of the other teams anyway. So I think this actually is a positive on a lot of fronts. 
Along those same lines, Curbs, it seems highly unlikely that NHL players are now going to go to the Olympics because I can't imagine that the league would want to risk anyone testing positive there and then having to stay there for weeks. Yeah, and, and again, you're, you're dealing with governmental regulations. So at least with the way, you know, from what we understand from the reporting, you know, is, is you might have to quarantine for anywhere from three to five weeks if you test positive while you were over there at the Olympics. And you're right. I, I can't see anybody wanting to do it, especially if it means you're losing pay here because you couldn't play uh, because of that positive test. So uh, a lot of reports started to surface last night that the NHL would not be going to the Olympics. Some some mentioned the fact that, look, because of some of these canceled games, you're going to need to fill in some of those three weeks off with some games to keep the schedule going. And I think a lot of that is still going to be sorted through. This was negotiated in the CBA, so it's not as easy as the NHL saying you're not going. I mean, I think Gary Bettman, when he said, look, it's really up to the players here, that's the promise we made them, uh, I think he's going to stick by that. So we'll still have to wait and see how that plays out, Michelle. But, uh, yeah, it, it's looking less and less likely that that would happen. Or even if it does happen, I think it's looking less and less likely that every player would decide to go. And, Curbs, it's really interesting to me that – We've been talking about the possibility of the NHL using that Olympic break to fill in some of the dates that they have uh, for the Olympics. Uh, use the Olympic break to put some of the suspended games in. I'm looking at the Social Bank, Social Bank Arena calendar right now. That's where the Maple Leafs play. They only have six days during the Olympic hockey schedule. It's the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and the 17th, 18th, and 19th where that building would be available. And I would think around the NHL, and especially in Canada, you're going to have Elton John. You've got him on tour. You've got NBA uh action in Toronto you're going to have a lot of buildings where you're going to have limited ability to put hockey games in there Randy you're absolutely right and that's that's just one of the challenges that that scheduling games or adjusting the schedule to fill in what was originally considered the Olympic break doesn't necessarily make sense a lot of buildings have filled in concerts some some buildings have more than others uh then it's just simply the the travel part of it it's uh, our hosts, our hotels available in certain cities. Um, you know, what, what does the schedule look like? What does the travel look like? Can you get a team there? Does it make sense from, from a travel standpoint? There, there are so many different factors that, that are involved there. And that's why even when the, the league had to finally come out with a schedule, before it was determined whether or not they would officially participate in the Olympics, they just had to say, hey, look, we, we've got to build for one thing. And, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But you know, the contingency plans were, were all over the place. So not every building has, has got the same availability, and many of them, because of the dual purpose or multi-purpose of concerts, other sports, many of them don't have regular availability. And, and then on top of it, like I said, you know, this was something that when the, when the CBA was extended during the, the, the first part of the pandemic to help, you know, the business side of this work, the Olympics was something that was negotiated in there. And so it's a, there's, there's more triggers that I think that have to be pulled here uh, to make this either go one way or another. Curbs, Jordan Bennington returned to the Blues after being out on the COVID list. He stopped 30 shots in the game yesterday. What did you think of his first performance for the team since November 30th? I, you know what? Look, I, I, that's, that's hard for a goaltender, I think, to come in and, and put yourself in that situation. And I, I thought he played pretty well. I think, obviously, he probably wants one of those back. I think most goaltenders want all of them back. Um, having said that, I just look at the overall season 
And I haven't, you know, being that we just can't get into the locker room, right, I haven't been able to have the kind of conversations that you would normally have. I think out of his 18 starts, three or more goals have gone in on 12 of them. And it's been one of those unusual years where you're looking at it and you're facing 35 shots. You're going, man, he made some amazing saves because it could have been a six-goal against game and it was only three. And yet it's still three goals going in. So, you know, for me, I, I, I think there's still another level this season for Jordan Bennington, and I think he will get there. Uh, his competitive level, you know, is without a doubt high, and, and he's such an emotional player that he gets revved up, he gets fired up, and, and I think that's one of the things that fuels this team. But I, I do think he, I would like to see a run in there at some point in time where, you know, you're seeing a, a more of the, you know, four out of five games played, you're holding the opponent to two or fewer goals. And that's something that I think, uh, you know, he, he'll be striving for as he gets more play in the second half. The Blues' next game now is one week from tonight, a home game against the Devils. I want to see John Gillies start for the Devils in that game. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? I mean, that, listen, there was a game earlier, and it was in the minors, where Charlie Lindgren was starting for the Springfield Thunderbirds. And Gillies was on the bench as the backup goaltender for the Providence Bruins. <laughs> and then they, and then you know, when the Blues signed Gillies, Gillies was the teammate, you know, to get him gunning. Now, now, now it could happen again. But yeah, that wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something else? I mean, it's been such a crazy, crazy stretch here. And you know, for the Blues, I think I, I got to go back and look at the math. But it's like five times in the last eight or nine games. Now you, you've had to play short, short of forward and. And they've managed to get through it. To only have the one regulation loss in your, in your last, what, eight games and, and nine wins in, in your last 12 or 13, it's, it's really been a, a good run. And the crazy thing is, look at, look at the standings. You had to go on that kind of run with those kind of roster challenges just to keep pace. Right, yeah. I mean, yes, you did gain some ground. At one point, you were six points behind Minnesota. You did gain ground, but you haven't caught them yet. And you're still right there with Nashville, and, and Colorado's on your heels, and, and they've got games in hand. It's it's crazy. Hey, Curbs, one more thing: the Winter Classic, obviously Saturday, January first, in Minnesota. Is the plan right now to have you and Joey do the broadcast at Target Field? Absolutely, nothing's changed on that front, as far as I know, right now. And uh, you know, I think one of the cool things is I think our broadcast position might actually be right down on the glass. Awesome. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be kind of cool to, to be down there. It, it's going to be a little bit cold, um, <laughs> just a tad cold. I mean, I, I pretty think at that time of the winter, doesn't Minnesota become part of Canada? Yeah, it's yeah, basically South yeah. Canada or yeah, it's, it's, Ontario's North Minnesota. Yeah, it's not the land of 10,000 lakes in the winter. It's the land of 10,000 rinks. You know, I think <laughs> it's going to be cold. It's going to be awesome, and I, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Should be fantastic. Curbs, as always, thanks very much for the time. Enjoy this brief break and have a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, you as well. Randy, thanks for delivering the carrot cake last night. It was spectacular. So uh, we appreciate that effort. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and everybody listening in, and, and have a safe week.